I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin... You're listening to the Coaching Youth Hoops Podcast. They're playing basketball. 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 Here's our hosts, Steve Collins. Steve Collins. And Bill Flitter. Bill Flitter. Uh, What do you... Uh, what, what do you believe or how, or let me, oh, I have a couple of questions. So let me start with this one first. Uh, what do you wish all coaches knew about what, what you do on the court? Something one I, to two, three, one to three things. One to three things. Yeah. If you, if you have, you're, you're going to address a group of youth coaches right now. Okay. And, uh, I'd love to hear like, well, how, yeah. What, if they knew what we do, then this would help with the relationship. Maybe okay. something like that. You can't you can't be called for traveling if you're not dribbling the ball. In other words, if you don't have control of the basketball, and uh-huh. we certainly see this numerous times at the high school level, players dribbling the basketball gets to the front right. court. Uh, they see a double team coming up and they get nervous uh you know it's like oh man i'm gonna get trapped and right. then they and then they don't continue the dribble that it's like the ball just you know like goes up in the air floats whatever they're still oh, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. the ball's like a like like yeah, a hot yeah. potato right like a hot potato yeah yeah and yeah, they yeah. regain possession and start dribbling and either dribble their way out of that or stop and look for a kick out you know right to get the ball out of the double team yeah, I can't tell you how many times I'll hear a coach yelling. It's like that's a travel, that's traveling. It's like no, it's not. Why? Mm. Because they weren't dribbling the ball at the point where they were bouncing, where they were whapping the ball around. Uh, you know, without dribbling, uh, there's no traveling. Yeah. So that's that's number one. So you can't okay. you can't travel if you're dribbling the basketball. That's interesting. Okay, what else? What other advice would you have for coaches? 
And this is um, just for the coaches. So then the other question I'm going to ask you is how, what can we teach our players that will help you? So that's the follow-up question. So this one is just for the coaches. Okay. Uh, something that we discussed uh, early on, uh, there is no such thing as over the back. Okay. Period. Yeah, I hear that all game long. <laughs> and I knew that. I know there's no over the back. Yeah, and then no I always say, there's no such thing as over the back. Right. <laughs> I'm saying and, this. And then, Unless there's uh, a foul. And then something we discussed about in various scenarios is mm -hmm. just because there's contact doesn't mean there's been a foul either On by both sides, the yeah, offense or the offense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And again, that alludes to people who love to say basketball is not a contact sport, right? Yeah. And I guess you haven't watched much basketball. <laughs> well, I always talk about the hot stove scenario, right? Uh -huh. uh, person in front of me, I person in front of me is about to break loose right and i can sense it so i hop back and i and i kind of hold them right i just kind of push them or not push them i kind of i stick my arm out right mm -hmm. yeah now one hand on i think the about one, it as yeah i think about it as a on hot the back, what you're describing as long as you're not displacing them be careful yeah. whenever you say push push yeah, no, i'm sorry that's why i recorrected myself yeah. yeah so you can have <laughs> forgot who i was talking to you can have one hand. You can have one hand on the ball handler's back, or even even an well, on the front. I'm thinking even on the front, to, right? I'm holding them. You know, yeah, if you're restricting right here, right their here. movement, then again, you That's advantage disadvantage. You just gain yeah. an advantage because they're restricting their movement. But generally speaking, one hand on the back uh, on on an offensive player or a defensive player, um, you can do that all day, all night. Mm, as long as you want, yeah. As long as you're not displacing, and that and that exists at all levels you see i mean yeah. that that's bread and butter at the nba level i mean yeah. you're you're virtually yeah. guaranteed on the offensive side um you know whether you have the ball or not you know in the front court that a defender's going to have a hand on you so right. not, but they're but they're not displacing that's the, that's the key are they gaining an advantage once there's a push any kind of push or restricted movement so a block where you're restricting their movement with your body or yeah. with your hand then then we have then we have a foul and again if it's two hands mm -hmm. on the back and at the high school level um if it's two hands on the back of the ball handler that's a hand mm -hmm. check oh, right. that's a yeah, hand yeah. check mm -hmm. even if you didn't even if you didn't restrict the movement nfhs again last year it was a, a poe a point of emphasis they they're trying to get that completely eliminated at the high school level i'm sorry not, which one uh two hands on the back of the ball handler we oh, do not oh, want oh. two hands on the back of the ball handler, even if they're not displacing ball mm. handler. Like that's considered a no-no. I mean, it, when they when they have the, these points of emphasis, are a lot of times they're already rules. Yes, and they're and they're just kind of you know they're, they're already being, in the rule book. They're not being they're already in the rule book, and they're not being enforced. I got yeah, it. that's I mean, a yeah. that's a point well taken. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. More often than not, I'd say more than 75% of the time, the POEs mm -hmm. that are issued by NFHS uh, in the preseason are, yeah, things that this is a rule. It's in the rule book. It needs to be enforced. That's why Got it's it. a point of emphasis. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before I forget, though, I have a third grade player. I said I was interviewing you, and they had a, had a very specific fun question for uh for you too so um this one is for uh kata uh she asked the question which is um she's got two scenarios scenario number one is you're you're the defender on the offense i throw the ball between your legs okay 
and I get it on the other side. Is that legal? Uh, Did I stump the ref? No. Well, you deliberately you deliberately pass the ball through the defender. Correct. Through defender's legs. Yeah. yeah. And I retrieved it myself. And you retrieved it yourself. Uh, I believe that is illegal because you're passing the ball to yourself. Illegal. Illegal. Yes. However, the caveat there is I would have to double check. Because uh, yeah. we're all human, including officials, the fact that the ball made contact with the court first on the floor before you retrieved the ball um, yeah. might might make that particular scenario legal. Yeah, and if that ball touches any part of that defender, even if it just brushes their leg, mm-hmm. then it's definitely one hundred percent legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If okay, what about 100%. over the head? I'm assuming then over the head is not legal. If I throw it over your head, mm-hmm. catch it on the other side of you. Yeah, yeah. Then that's that's like that's that's like catching your own. Uh, I'm catching your own jump shot. Yeah, catching yeah. your own pass. So that's illegal. That's why it leads me to believe that that would be illegal. Again, the only caveat would be uh, the if fact it that it touched that it touched the ground first. Yeah, because then that can be translated as uh, being a a loose ball. In that scenario, you have team control, but you don't have player. Right. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, in real time, um, unless it's painfully obvious, that's kind of hard to adjudicate that. Oh, well, that player, she deliberately did. that. Right. I Or, you know, versus I'm just trying to pass to my teammate. But, oh, shoot, she didn't get it in time. And now I'm just going to grab it. Right? Yeah. Well, see, that's the other right. thing. Yeah. In adjudicating yeah. that, it's like, was she trying to pass that to a teammate? Try to do a pocket pass in between the defender's leg? Right. Or was she yeah. literally trying to pass to herself? That takes a lot of chutzpah and a lot of skill level to do oh, that, especially at the high school level. So. That's why my this third grader asked it, because she's <laughs> she's got both of those. So. Okay. <laughs> She'll be uh, the next uh, uh, player out of the Moraga area that uh, to play in the WNBA. So wow. <laughs> you wow. heard it here. Okay. Okay, uh, All right. Let's go back then. The other question uh, was, what can we do as coaches to educate our players? Uh, You know, any maybe two or three things specifically that's related to what you see on a regular basis. And maybe you maybe, you know, some of these you've already brought up. But what are some of those things maybe that you always get looks for from the players and um, and how can we educate them? to work well let's not just to work with you that's 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 the other question i want to talk to talk about but more about what can we show them that they need to do better um technically right uh something we had, we addressed uh earlier in the conversation um going up in the air hands up in the air whistle blows fist goes up in the air and mm-hmm. they have this bewildered look on their face that I went straight up and they look at their coach. It's like, Uh I went straight up Mm -hmm. and and it's like, you know, hands up in the air and it's like, no, you didn't go straight up. And uh, I can't tell you, it's like a broken record. How many times I tell the coach, um, it's like I called him or her for a block because yeah, they had their hands up in the air, but they went into and forward. Mm -hmm. They went forward. They didn't go straight up and they didn't go backwards. So it's real, very, very difficult for a defender to go literally go completely straight up 
yeah. inevitably human nature is they're going to drift towards ball handler uh, yeah. more often. And even if it's just like, you know, like less than half a foot, if there's any motion towards the shooter, that's a block. Mm-hmm. If they're moving backwards at any point in time with their hands up in the air, we got nothing every time, you know, <laughs> unless the offensive player like lowers their shoulder into them, you know, to try and create yeah. additional space, which is really dumb because the defender's already moving backwards. Right. Then you got a player control foul for doing that. Uh, I, that would be one of the biggest ones. Get that, get that all the time, virtually at least a couple of times a game. So what would you suggest we do? Uh, A, have players, uh, teach players just, you know, hands up, feet on the ground. Uh, I mean, right? Because boys boys especially, right? Boys especially always want to jump. I always talk about Mm -hmm. this, right? As soon as the ball is anything, Mm -hmm. they're up in the air. They're trying to block the shots, right? Trying to make the highlight real. Right, right. uh, Just just remember, uh, I, I would emphasize to them, remember that offensive player is coming towards you. So don't mm-hmm. go towards them with your mm-hmm. body. Fine mm-hmm. to have your hands up in the air. Yeah. And it's fine that you didn't bring your hands down on top of the player because that would be it. Right. You know. Um, but that in and of itself doesn't doesn't absolve you from, you know, being called for a foul because any movement towards that shooter um is going to be a blocking foul. So I would mm-hmm. say just keep that in mind. If you're gonna go up. Choose to choose to default to maybe drift backwards towards the basket instead of away from the basket. Yeah, which is hard in itself to even think about when the right when the yeah. offensive player is going up. So yeah, yeah. I, you hear a lot of coaches just you know hands up, feet on the ground, right? Just hands straight mm-hmm. up, and mm-hmm. you know it's better to them to make two points than potentially three. Right with a free throw, yeah, exactly. Foul trouble, so yeah, and yeah. and you can you can drift into the into the shooter too, even if you never you know leave your feet as a defender. Well, oh, right, I, like I guess leaning you can, in, yeah, by, like leaning in, in too, right? right. But my right, hands right, right, were right. Yeah, yeah. on, yeah, yeah, you leaned in. Sometimes right, I got to sure. point to the player. It's like, yeah, but you hip checked them, or yeah, but you know your torso, you know, went into the yeah. shooter's arm, or or what have you, or your or your hand touched the shooting arm. Of, of the player who took the shot, sure, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's it. That's a hit, right? Well, and you Heather, see a lot of hip checks too on screens, right? Oh, yeah. On the screener, you just you know, yeah. Give elbow, yeah. Chicken wing, elbow, so chicken wing, with the elbow, right. yeah, yeah. or a hip check. Yeah. So if you, yeah. yeah, any kind of movement, even though both feet are stationary and you've established right. legal guarding position, any of that kind of drifting, any kind of movement yeah. into the player, yeah, yeah. it's it's like that's that's going to be um, illegal on the offensive side. Yeah, it'll be an illegal screen. The other thing um, to uh, additionally answer your question that, that uh, I wish uh, coaches would teach their players more often yeah. is if if you're a defensive player and you know you're going to get beat, it's just like you guessed that the player was gonna was gonna move to your left, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and instead they move to your right, and so you stick your you stick your hand out. And just you know, like you know, yeah. do do an arm bar, you know, cross, you know, and it's like dumb foul, as the expression goes. It's like if you know you're beat, and especially if it's in the first half of the game, you just wasted a foul, a personal foul on you, and you wasted a team foul on your team because you were beat. 
And yeah. and if that player proceeds to like, if they're in the act of shooting when you did that, then they're going to the line if they make the basket, and then you may have given up three points instead of two points. Yeah. So yeah, in yeah. other words, there's a lot of ramifications for making dumb fouls like that early in the game because um, if it results in points for the opposing team and say that opposing team ends up winning by, you know, by one possession, you know, by one, two or three points, sometimes that's the difference in the outcome of the game. And especially if you're considered a key player by the coach, you really shouldn't be making dumb fouls. You should know better. Because then you're because then you get in foul trouble. In other words, save those fouls for when it's a one or two possession game. There's like under a minute to go in the game. You have three personals on you. Now, if you committed a couple of dumb fouls early in the game because you were frustrated because you got beat, guess what? You just fouled out, right? Because of those two dumb fouls, then you got your fifth foul with less than a minute left in the game. Um, and that that's my rationale for that. Mm. Just if you got if you got beat and it's not a game situation, the game's not in the line, the game's never point. on the line yeah. in the first half, let them go. Let them go. Right. I mean, I'll even, you know, I mean, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll mention that to a player, even like if they've gotten two dumb fouls, like in the space of, say, two, three minutes. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, hey, Joe or Jill, it's like, let him go. If he yeah. got beat, let him go. Let him go because we're going to call it, especially early in the game. So, no, that's um, a good. That's a good point. No, that's a it's a good way to look at it. Uh, yeah, and 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 you know, I and I hope it probably goes on more than I can see. You know, we have to remember, and I know it's hard for us. It's hard for you. It's hard for the parents in the stands. These are kids. They're learning. They're learning the the game of basketball. They're Absolutely. learning how they're learning how to work against adversity and all of the other things that sports brings. Um, and the education piece of that is, I think is really important. And I love refs who, you know, either tell me or tell my players, Hey, that, you know, this is why this is a follower. This is why I called you or come over to me and say, hey, what, you know, can you have your player look at this or do this? Or they're going to, you know, you know what I mean? Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, unless well, it's a poor, you know, you know what I mean. Like this, it's yeah. a, it's it, we should all be working together mm-hmm. for the for the sake of the kids. Yeah, and that's, that's why opinion, that's but. why I'll verbalize you know things like that. Like you know, it's like if you get beat, let them go. Especially at the lower levels, I'll say if you're getting beat, like at the freshman level and even the baby uh, right, level, yeah. that it you know it's like it's a teachable moment. It's like you know it's a teachable dude, moment. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it's like let yeah. let them go. You got beat. It's like save that foul for when you can really need it or use it. When yeah. someone's driving to the basket and you're only up by two, you know, then that's the time to take that kind of foul. Make them earn it at the line. That's a game situation, but not in the first half, not in the first quarter or the second quarter. Um, so- I was at a game the other day and I have never seen this happen. And I at least, I mean, I don't, anyway, I haven't, I've never seen it happen where the, the refs weren't calling a lot of stuff and they were letting the kids play mm-hmm. and it got to a point where the, I don't know how they both coaches came together and went to the refs during the game. So they must've, I don't know how they communicated this, but um, it was a, uh, it was one of the preseason games. So it didn't, it didn't count, but um, I don't think that matters too much, but they stopped play to call the refs over 
and to say, hey, someone's going to get hurt, right? You guys, yeah. you guys need to, you know, you dial it up. I mean, you know, normally we don't like getting foul call, but it got to a point where it was starting to be a little bit unsafe because these girls were going at it. Yeah, uh, I had a game. I had a game like that last season. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. at Las Lomas, um, it was a very sloppy uh, girls' game, and it got kind of rough and tumble. Mm-hmm. And uh, the outcome w- had long since been decided, so it was, it was a blowout. Um, and it, you know, and it was getting it was getting physical mainly because neither team was playing good defense. What you just described, typically, neither team's playing good defense. So, you know, they're they're hip checking players, they're restricting the ball handler from moving. Uh, you know, they're trying to trap a player and they're I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply ball handler or um, to be fair on the other side of the coin the ball handler is trying to be a bull in china shop and literally dribble through right two two players that are preventing him or her from like getting to the basket right um the worst thing uh you you can have in a game is a game for for the officials to be blowing their whistles like every five seconds yeah so the scenario you describe, yeah. when that situation occurs, the coaches, it's your team. It's your players. Everybody obviously can see that. We as officials, we like to hint to, to the coaches. It's like, you need to tell your players to play better defense. And if they're getting beat, let the players go. No one came here to watch us, the officials, blow our whistles every five, ten seconds. We'll be right. here all night long. So without knowing the officials involved and not in that particular game, but appreciating the scenario, they probably just wanted to get the game over with without anybody getting seriously hurt, period. It's like this game is like going nowhere. Neither team is playing good defense. If we keep blowing our whistle, this game could go on for two and a half, three hours. In that scenario, in that scenario, uh, the officials could go up to the coaches and say, "Look, it's like, you know, we can, we're not going to stand here and blow our whistle every 10, 15 seconds and just have uh, both teams in the bonus and shooting free throws for the next hour and a half. That's not basketball, right? So please tell your players, knock off the fouls, stop fouling each other. I mean, literally, that's the best way to adjudicate that. Not for the coaches in all fairness to come up to the referees and say hey that's a good point. get yeah. really rough yeah yeah 
So I, yeah. I mean, as an official, I can understand where those officials were probably coming from. It's like, this is really sloppy play. Neither team's playing good defense. Um, we just want to get this game over with, for, or hopefully with nobody getting hurt, um, and just get it over and done with. But what they could have done uh, is go up to the coaches and say, look, it's like, you know, uh, neither of your teams are playing good defense. You need to tell your teams, your players, to stop fouling. That's what the refs should have done, too, because you know how it goes, too. The coaches aren't going to say, no, you back down. No, you back down, right? Or, hey, you got you, you <laughs> yes. right? You guys get yeah. to back down, and I'm not going to back down because then yeah. I'm going to get beat up, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm just playing, you know, anyway. Yeah, no, that's a know, I know you would definitely stuff. bring both coaches together in yeah. in that in that scenario. Um, you know, because the game is basically turned into a expletive deleted show. Yeah. All right, last um, question for you before we get you out of here. Uh, <laughs> uh, communication. How do you want us coaches to communicate with uh, with referees and players for that? matter? What can we tell our players and what can we as coaches do better about communicating with us? Um, tell the players to always uh, maintain composure, be respectful. Um, don't let your emotions get the best of you. Um, mm-hmm. Ditto for coaches. Um, yeah. Uh, the the thing that probably uh, irritates officials, generally speaking, more than anything else, is when coaches uh, start making statements. Uh, that was a travel. That's a foul. That's this. That's that. And then they just continue, um, and it gets to a point where you uh, you have to go to what we call you have to go to your toolbox, and it's like you need to stop. You need to stop making statements. So. Uh, we'll always try to make ourselves available to answer a question and veteran officials will look at an, at a, at a coach and say, do you have a question for me? Cause if you don't have a question for me, you need to stop making statements. Uh, <laughs> what that boils down to is coaches need are there to be a coach, to coach their team, coach their players. When they start making themselves an extra official, uh, it's like, you want to become an official, we can direct you on how to get, Involved and become an official. You know what I? You know what I hear though. The opposite of that in situ. I actually just read it on our Facebook group today. Uh, is th- there was a, a and I'm not saying this is right, but there was a coach complaining that his assistant coach wasn't sticking up for his team and arguing calls with the ref. And I'm like, okay, one, uh, you know, you know, obviously you got to see the film on that, but uh, to really truly dig deep into that but at the same point it's like okay i i don't think that's the right perspective i guess is what i'm saying well no and that's not good guidance and the reason no. being that you know uh, assistant coaches you know can end up being a thorn in our side as officials too oh you yeah know, and coaches encouraging the assistant to to basically be the bad guy for him or her oh that doing way. that yeah, well yeah, guess yeah. what guess what yeah. we're gonna whack that assistant coach with right. a bench technical foul and, and at the high school right. level, guess what, Mr. and Mrs. Head Coach? You just lost your coaching box for the rest of the game. Yeah. Anytime a bench technical is assessed, the head coach loses his or her coaching box for the right. remainder of the game. And uh, and that also uh, counts as an indirect technical foul against the head coach. Two, in any combination of, of most people know, two direct technical fouls assessed against a coach or a player you're disqualified. That's standard yeah. at any level. 
what you may not know is at the high school level, so what I just described that scenario, so direct technical against the assistant, that's an indirect against the head coach. Another assistant, you know, he, he or she shoots their mouth off. That's another direct technical against that other assistant. That's another indirect against the head coach. Now, if the head coach gets assessed another indirect or a direct technical foul, they're gone. Mm-hmm. So any combination, three indirect technical fouls, one technical and two indirect or two direct technical fouls, yeah. and you're gone. You're disqualified. So that's what about that's in a situation though? How do you want? How do you want us to handle this? Here, here's the situation that I have happened. Um, I just I, I know it just came to me as you were talking about this though. Is there we had a this was last season had a there was a point guard. She was I think she ended up playing some sort of I think it was Division two, big tall woman. Okay, and a really good ball handler. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh she was above average for her for her age. She was a senior, and we had at average or below average size players. Okay. So to in order for her to create an advantage, a lot of times what she would do with our players is she would hook them. So as she's dribbling the ball, she'd come across and hook. Mm-hmm. She did it all game. Mm-hmm. All game, right? And she, because of her size and because of our size, she's big, they're small, it would displace them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's, I'm, that's, that, that's an offensive, that's a player control. That foul. is a that's, player that's, control. That's, that's holding. That's a holding. Right. And I wasn't the only one who noticed it. And I ended up getting it. That was my second technical of my 20, no, 15 year coaching career. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I, I mentioned it to him and he, you know, he called it once and I said, she's continuing to do it. Right. And then at some point, I, I mean, she was just blatantly just dribbling the ball all by herself, just hook, hook, hook. Co- coaches were pointing out, players kept on coming out of the bench. I saw it, and I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like, I got heated. I don't get heated very often. I got yeah. heated in that situation. Mm-hmm. Right now, I know I shouldn't have gotten heated. I got a technical. But at the same time, it's like, this has got to stop. Like, that is complete displacement. Right. right? So anyway, so in those situations – Help me out. What do you do? Remember what I said about like asking a question? <laughs> You're always entitled to ask a question. Um, and in the heat of the moment, I mean, we're all human beings. So yeah, I yeah, that. Yeah. Um, sometimes the best approach in that situation is you're upset. Okay. The official called it once. Um, if you pose it as a question and say, say, I know you called that earlier in the game. Can you keep your eye on her doing it again? Then you just presented it as a question. Right. And then you're basically Basic communicating the same thing that she's <laughs> right. continuing to do it, but you're presenting it as a question, which begs a response. Right. Can you can you keep your eye on that player because, because I believe she's continuing to do the same thing? Mm-hmm. And that's fair. That's a fair yeah. statement. I've had players come up to me and say, hey, Ruff, you know, number 23's been, you know, holding me you know, uh, restricting my movement, uh, you know, when we're in the front court, can you, you know, keep your eye on it? And, and I'll say, yeah, you know, it's like, okay, I'll, yeah, sure. I'll keep my eye on that. Or I may already have been keeping an eye on the offending player. Usually it's low post play. You know, they'll uh, say, Hey, right, you know, so-and-so right. is like, has his hands all over me in the paint. Can you, and it's like, yeah, I've been watching it. So it's border, you know, and I'll, I'll tell if the coach brings that up to me, I'll say, yeah, I'm watching it. It's like, you know, have you been seeing that in the paint? It's like, yeah, I have. And, and they'll, 
respond with a question. They'll say, so what do you think? And I said, it's borderline. And I'll just be brutally frank. It's borderline. It's close to them getting whacked for a foul. Yeah. So that's acknowledging, that's answering their question and acknowledging that I'm aware of the situation. So I'm watching it. And when it rises to the level where I feel like I need to, you know, blow my whistle and whack him or her for a foul because they, they got an advantage by the contact advantage, disadvantage. Yeah. Advantage, disadvantage. Right. No, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to start using that. So advantage, disadvantage. Uh, all right. Coach, anything else? Hey, or, uh, Mark, anything I called you coach? Well, you were a coach, so um, ref. Uh, anything <laughs> else that uh, one help players, help coaches? Uh, anything else you want to leave with us before we uh, uh, call it a podcast, if you will? Sure. There's a new term that's come out because I the advantage disadvantage has been around for a long time, and and some some in the know claim that that's an outdated term, but uh, mm. I, I wholly disagree with that. So I work with a lot of veteran officials, a lot that also worked at the college level, and um, it, it's still a basic principle of officiating advantage, advantage. Uh, RSBC is like the modern term. So rhythm, mm. speed, balance, control. RSBC, mm. I believe okay. is the acronym. So anything that disrupts players, rhythm, rhythm, speed, balance or control you got to foul interesting Make sense yeah, yeah, yeah rsbc to me that's the same as advantage disadvantage it's just a it's just a more sophisticated way of right. finding it, if you will so yeah. that's my personal opinion so uh but that's that's like the modern term uh in my in in my humble opinion of advantage disadvantage um so that said uh, anything else to share i would say um so many times we see a scenario where a coach is getting on us as officials mm. and it detracts, it takes away from them coaching their players and their team. Mm. I'll never mm. forget. I did a girls game at Northgate in Walnut Creek about geez. Um, I want to say probably three, four years ago. And I was working with a veteran official and the visiting team. I can't remember who the visiting team was, um, but the coach was trailing by double digits the majority of the game. And so he's getting frustrated. So he started becoming the third official and he's making statements, you know, that's a travel, that's a foul. Why aren't you calling that? You know, it's like, Oh, come on. It's like, you know, where's the foul on that? That should be an N one. And, you know, got to the point where, you know, my partner and I got together during a timeout. And it's like, it's like, have you had enough of him? Cause I have, mm. you know, he, the, my partner who is a veteran official goes, have you had enough of him? And I said, yeah, <laughs> I have. Yeah. He goes, yeah, me too. He goes, the next time he opens his mouth, we're going to whack him with a bench warning. Mm. You know, yeah. 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 You know, so we've gone to our toolbox. That's the first step. The next step is to whack him with a technical foul. So uh, sure enough, shoots his mouth off, <laughs> tweet our whistle, bench warning, put it in the book, 354, third quarter. From that moment on, he put a zipper on it. No more officiating from the bench. He started focusing on coaching his players, and lo and behold, they closed the gap all the way, made it a one-possession game. Oh, wow. They ended up winning yeah. the game. They ended oh. up winning the game. And a lot of coaches don't realize that your That's players, good. especially at the high school and youth level, they're watching you. They yes. see your actions. Yes. That's right. They see how That's you're right. behaving, mm -hmm. and it trickles down on them. That's and right. It affects yeah. them. 
So if, if you're being, you know, if you're being a poor sport, literally, and if you're yeah. and moaning and complaining at the referees, then the players start to develop. They pop that attitude. And, and then yeah. instead of focusing on playing basketball, they're focusing on every supposed, uh, uh, you know, aggrieved, you know, missed call, violation, yeah. travel foul, you know, supposedly that you missed as an official and didn't call. So bottom line is when the coaches focus on coaching, let us as officials officiate the game. Uh, your players ultimately play better. Um, you make yourself a better coach and everybody wins. That's awesome. Yeah, I know that, Mark. That's that's great advice, and I wholeheartedly agree. Again, we're we're there to set the example for the kids, and you know, in the heat of the moment, of course, sometimes it happens. And I know the coach you're talking about there too. So, uh, I'll have a conversation with him. I'll share this with him. Just kidding. Oh, oh, um, well, the head coach. Yeah, I know the head coach at Northgate. It wasn't him. It was the it was his opposing coach. So, oh, it was the opposing know. coach. It was the opposing oh, coach. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. oh yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right, sir. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your thoughts. Hopefully coaches out there that was uh, educational. I know that helped me a lot clarify a few things. Uh, and good luck this season, Mark. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate it. And stay you know, safe. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you as well. I mean, passing comment, always keep in mind that that we're human beings too, as officials. That's right. Yeah. They're not just robots out there that yeah. are trying to wrong you, trying, you know, oh, you're trying, not? To, oh, trying to make bad calls or whatever. We're human. <laughs> We're going to make mistakes. So right. the most veteran of officials will miss a call from mm -hmm. time to time. I mean, it happens. But we're human beings at the end of the day. You know, we, you know, we have to, you know, go home, you know, and and uh, go on with our with our lives as well. That's right. But like everyone All right, sir. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. This was awesome. Yeah, my pleasure, Bill. Thanks for uh, having me and indulging me. Yeah, we'll have you on again, I am sure. Start of next season now. Get the, wow. all the new rules in place and out there. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.